everyone. Welcome back to Hair of the Werewolf. I'm Lily, and still with me... Chase! Me! <laughs> I'm Chase. That is Chase. Chase is here. We are Chase. We are all Chase. <laughs> so, yeah, I know from last episode, I remember we talked about how maybe we wanted to make things a little more modern, or maybe more current. Yeah, get away from some old stuff. Yeah, I guess mine is technically kind of yeah, old. yours was in like the 90s is when it started. Yeah, but... No, it started like in the fifties, but I guess the I guess I kept still, thinking about Taos, so that was starting in the nineties. Yeah, so yeah, and it's still current, so it's not like it's it's old and it's new at the same time. But but, but mine took place in like the fifteen hundreds. Yeah, so yours was pretty damn old. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a little while ago. Yeah. <laughs> Just a few hundred years. So how how current is your is your next story? It's actually quite current. Very current. Well, that's good. Well, before before we get rolling into the uh, the scary stories, today we're drinking a gin cocktail. Yes, I am also drinking gin, even though it's not my favorite. It, you rarely drink it unless I unless that's like right. all we have, and you want a cocktail. That's then yeah. Then I just have to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> we're drinking out of fancy tiki glasses. Yeah, mine is the classic tiki head kind of looking dude, and yours is a <laughs> yeah, Mine's a Guardians of the Galaxy geeky tiki, but that's okay. They're really fun. Yeah. I don't so. know. It's all tiki. It's all tiki to me. All right. Well, I'm going to drink mine now. Here. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, that was a little hard to swallow. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bring on the fear. What do you got for me? Okay. So mine are multiple stories they are the quarantine hauntings wait 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 hauntings from like so these are like super current we're talking like the last what eight months yeah so these are stories that have occurred very recently because people are now home can i was like can you imagine like if you knew you had a haunted house where you're like oh but i'm always at work it's not a big deal but now you're stuck there you're Whoa. stuck with the ghost <laughs> or whatever be, the hell is in there that would be the worst so that's exactly what I'm going to share. So a lot of the stories that I got were from this one article. And just to give them credit, it's called Quarantining with a Ghost. It's Scary by Molly Fitzpatrick. Uh, This was written back in May 14th, 2020. I did get a lot of these stories from this one article. But as I kept like looking at other articles, other uh, sources. It kept branching out. Some of these same stories were there. Okay. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of repeats. And there's a there's a few repeats. Well, I'm I mean, not sure why. That's but I mean, seriously, in May, that was only like two months after quarantine started. So, yeah. or at least in the U.S. it started uh, in, in March. So if people are already getting haunted in two months, I mean, <laughs> God, can you imagine what's happened to them in the eons that now? have come past with our continued quarantine? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's one of those things that you just kind of un- uh, realize at some point where unlike popular belief, a lot of these hauntings happen just the same during the day. You just might not have been home. See, I've always thought about that because usually in scary movies, everything's always at night. And a lot of ex- times... Ex- except The Conjuring. Conjuring did a lot oh, of daytime right. stuff, and I think that was one of the reasons I found it really scary. But I'd say that in this case, I, it just really shows how, how, how the activity is resurfacing. Sure. You know what I mean? It could also be for different reasons, which I'll discuss here in a second. So yeah, let me get into some of the stories that I have found. So the first one, uh, his name is Adrian Gomez, and his partner live in Los Angeles, California. And during the first part of the quarantine, once it when it first hit, everything seemed fine. They actually had no, they didn't even know anything was wrong prior. But 
<laughs> soon after they realized that something was kind of strange going on, uh, the first incidents that they encountered was the doorknob rattled aggressively, the front door that was across the apartment, which they could hear all the way to their bedroom. And when they- so, so, but so, since they were in an apartment, it wasn't like... It didn't open to outside, so you can't blame this on, like, wind or anything. No, you couldn't really blame it on wind, assuming it was one of those apartments that doesn't lead to the outside. And it would have to be a really loose doorknob, let's be honest. And, <laughs> you know, and it, I think at this point you probably would have noticed if something was very loose about it. I mean, the, sure, sure. you know what I'm saying? So they, you know, Adrian gets up and goes and checks real quick to see, like, who the heck is out there. And he doesn't see anyone. So just a little strange. You're like, okay. Maybe it was just a drunk neighbor. And he was just thinking, why isn't my door working? And then realizes, this isn't my door. They heard the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. He was the neighbor across the hall. He had to just turn around and go in. Yeah, yeah, that has happened. It hasn't happened to me, but it has happened. Well, it hasn't happened to you because like, you and me haven't been drunk like that. No, but- no, no. But I mean, like, we've been in places where it happened to us. Like, someone thought our apartment yeah, remember? so so yeah. Uh, at the place we're living now, we've had two instances of people. Yeah. They they weren't trying to get in, but they were ringing our doorbell because they have the wrong place. They they thought our neighbor lives their our neighbor's house is really close to ours. But then when we were in Europe, we were in an apartment uh, in Italy, and there were all these doors, and they were so nondescript, and the <laughs> hallway was super long, so it was really easy to. Loser one, and, and you know, I don't even think they had numbers on them. So we just had I to remember, remember which one was ours. Yeah. So we had people trying to get into ours. And then a few minutes later, they go into the others. And some of those were Airbnbs and you know they were drunk. Oh, my. Because so it would malicious. be like 1 a.m. <laughs> and we're just like, uh, okay. Although we were awake, so it wasn't. And you'd hear them like laugh when they were like, this yeah. isn't our door. And they'd be like, ha, 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 ha. And they're like, yeah, just be louder about it, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are people trying to drink peacefully inside that apartment, Excuse sir. me. I'd like to be awake in peace. Thanks. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, that was the first incident. So, again, in my head, I'm like, that's happened to us. Yeah, in yeah, that, yeah. You know, we've been the victims or whatever. It's annoying, but so far not unsettling. No. Well, a little bit. When it happened to us, uh, when those two girls were really drunk and they started banging on our door. This is again in Italy. Don't you remember? Yeah, well, the, um, it wasn't because they got the wrong door. No. They couldn't open theirs and they were freaking out. And it was like 4 a.m. It was, yeah. And they were freaking out, and they were obviously like drunk Americans who had never dealt with the door before. And it, to their credit, the doors did function very weird. The way you had to turn them, uh, you would actually rotate the key, I think, two full revolutions around. So, like, spin it all the way around. So, was I'd that a 720? I'd like say, though, I did get really scared because, one, it was actually 3 a.m. I remember looking at oh, the clock. Oh, 3 a.m., okay. Yeah, and I was like, nope. You know, and so that was my initial reaction. And then also constantly for the two days before that, this is just like my own personal weird take on the situation is that two days before that, I kept having nightmares that somebody was trying to uh, knock and break down our door. Mm. And I don't ever have these kind of nightmares. Well, that's a that's a lie. I have all kinds of nightmares all the time. But this one in particular was reoccurring, which, again, that is not common for me. I don't have reoccurring dreams very often, um, like night after night. You really don't. And so when it happened, and then when I woke up, I honestly thought, like, that third night I was having, quote, unquote, that same dream. But you were awake. Yeah. Well, I woke up, and I was like, no, 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 now it's really happening. So I actually thought, this is it. Like, this is what I was dreaming about. Turns out there were just two college, like, uh, we were still worried to go. Were drunk. We were still worried to go out there because we'd heard enough stories, and you couldn't see them through the uh, 
the peephole. Not very well, no. And, and so, you know, you didn't know if it was like some people scamming and they had a knife. But, you know, the thing that's funny about you being worried about someone breaking in is that door was like a solid steel, like super security door. And all our windows had like bars over. I mean, like we would have died if that place lit on fire. Yeah. But the walls were paper thin, so you could hear everything people were talking about in the hallway. Yeah. But there was no way they were breaking in. <laughs> it no, was not happening. But, like, if you keep dreaming about it, you just kind of sure, freak out sure. a little bit. No, absolutely. And you're delirious, and it's, like, 3 a.m., and all these things are coming together, and you're like, this is it. This is how I die. Anyway, I guess maybe this person didn't experience that exact thing, but it was still just a So far, thing. it's just a jangling. It's just a little rattle. <laughs> Anyway, fast forward to mid-April, and then during the night, uh, one of the shades in his bedroom, like the one closest to his side of the bed, started rattling really fast and hard, too. Violently is the way they described it. And looking at it, they're like, oh my gosh, they're, uh, you know, either the window's open or one of the cats. And a tornado is outside. Something. Or an earthquake's about to happen, although you probably would have noticed very quickly that it was not, in fact, an earthquake. So I check on it and nothing happened. I mean, that would have been one hell of a centralized earthquake. It was like, (laughs) so I didn't feel the vibration, but there was an earthquake in my window. Yeah. And that's just uh, one of of the stories. And I really like this little quote. He says, I very seriously hid myself under the comforter like you see in horror movies because it really did freak me out. (laughs) I don't know about you, but whenever something freaky happens to us, like whenever we hear something, we get the hell up and we're like, it's true. We're ready. Oh yeah. I, we reach for the baseball bat, the flashlight, the knife and everything. And we're like something we can like poke them with or hit them with. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) if someone's breaking into my house, I'm going to take them down. Yeah. Probably not. They'll probably shoot me. Um, but, but maybe we'll look so crazy that they'll be like, nah, I'm good. I'm I'm out of here. Maybe we can scare them somehow. Or that's, or it'll be the moment I discover I have superpowers and I can like, burn their brains with my eye vision and i doubt it you would have found that out in traffic already yeah and knowing me <laughs> i would not, road rage. it would have been like really exhausting like halfway through burning out their brain i'd have been like ah, i need nachos <laughs> so this is it that's those are the only two things that that guy had so again this is very different than the way i've kind of done things no before. no no for sure these are just like stories and and I, okay so the door the doorknob i wouldn't have thought twice about mm-hmm. it in the future Happening to the windowsill can be a bit weird. Or like I probably, it was like the window blinds. That yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And I probably would have spent like 20 minutes analyzing the window to find and out. And he describes that in his story saying, oh, okay. you know, like I looked at it. I looked where the cats were. They were on the bed. You know, nothing looked weird. And plus there was another window adjacent to it. And that one seemed completely fine. So if anything was affecting it, like wind or whatever, there was no reason for that to as well, make so, some sort of noise. So right now we're still talking low-level haunting. Like, the, if this is a haunting... These are pretty... But again, these are kind of activities that just started happening as the quarantine continued. So... Hmm. Maybe the ghost sun- was pissed off. It's like, can I have some privacy, yo? Can you fuck off? Go to Maybe, work? Maybe, yeah. Like, you just never know what these ghosts are going through as well. Okay, so that was just the one story, like I said. Uh, this is a second story that I gathered. Uh, 42-year-old Patrick Hind and his husband and daughter went on a vacation for six weeks uh, out in an Airbnb cottage in Western Massachusetts. Must be nice. I'm <laughs> like, six weeks? Cottage? Massachusetts? Oh, my God. So <laughs> I remember when I had a job and money. <laughs> I was like, no, we had a job. We just didn't have this money still. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, the first incident that they experienced was at 3 a.m., Hind went into the kitchen, and they're sitting at the table was an older white man dressed in a World War II uniform. 
He says that in a split second, he didn't realize what was happening. Like, he saw him and then turned and then, like, turned right back, like, oh, my gosh. And then just disappeared. He kind of goes... He batman on him? Yeah, I guess I... <laughs> He's just behind the trash can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he actually said that he was so not threatened by the situation that he felt very at ease and calm when that occurred. So he wasn't really... I guess he basically forgot about it and didn't even tell his partner until, like, he remembered it again. I don't know about you, but when I see someone sitting at my table, I'm going to freak the hell out. Well, that's like whenever we see those shows and someone talks about a UFO sighting, they're like, I went in to tell my friend, but we ended up eating dinner and I forgot about it for a week. And I was like, <laughs> eating dinner. I was like, wait a minute. You saw a UFO and you're convinced you're like, I saw an extraterrestrial, but it wasn't a big enough deal that it didn't interrupt my dinner. Like, I have a hard time understanding those people. I think maybe, I don't know if it's. Because they're just processing the situation and eventually they kind of, I don't know, push it behind in the back of their heads. Like, did that really happen? And then maybe life goes on and you kind of forget. You might you might be I right. I don't know. It, but again, I probably would have ran back to the bedroom and been like, yeah. Chase. I'm the same way. And since it's so hard for me to empathize with their reaction to it, to me, it definitely hurts their credibility. Uh, when, yeah. the, when it comes to telling me something fantastical. Because I'm like, how did you feel when the McRib came back? Because, I mean, did you forget about it, too? Or was it, like, the biggest thing in your life? Because I can't gauge how you react to things right now. Yeah, it's like, what's what's your level here? Yeah, so that's <laughs> story. Your, no, what's your McRib level? That was the only story he had. I don't know if I qualified that as one of the quarantines. Because it just happened during the quarantine. And this cottage could be super haunted, for all they know. But I totally find that one. Those are the more interesting ones than something rattling. Because he, like, saw something in the corner of his eye. And I have moments where I see things out of the corner of my eye. And they actually genuinely disturb me. But if I don't see anything a second time where I don't have anything nondescript, I think about it for a long time. It bothers me. But sometimes I'm like, oh, it was just a trick of the light or something. But if I saw something where I was like, I could say it was an old guy in World War II outfit, that's way more <laughs> like descriptive. enough than, to distinguish. Yeah, that's more than I've ever had for. I'd be like, Lily, <laughs> we got to move. <laughs> we got to get the hell out of here. This damn cottage. So... Um, so now on to the next story. This one is a 26-year-old Janie Cohen. Now she had been haunted by the same ghost since college. So again, all right. So she's this one has a bit of a spin to it as she's well. She's got a stalker. She's got a yeah. She's got a ghost stalker. Um, so she actually ended up naming the ghost Matthew. I'm always down with naming. It makes it funnier. I like her reasoning, though. She said that she did it because uh, since it's a biblical name, maybe it would keep the ghost in check. Oh. You know, it's kind of like holy water. It's like, I see what she's saying. Yeah. I got my holy water here. Like, I'm going to call him Matthew and associate him to the Bible. Take that ghost in case it's evil or like mean spirited, perhaps. Anyway, so Matthew has been around for a long time. She's 26 now. And I'm assuming since she was staying college and based on timelines, that is what's supposed to be college years. Sure, sure. Uh, it's been quite a few years <laughs> that she's been with this Matthew. Anyway, she's actually married uh, to Will Cohen. And he said that he's also encountered the entity. So it's not is, like is she's... Is he jealous of Matthew? I don't know if there's some rival thing... Rival... Rivalry... <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Just kill me now. <laughs> rivalry between them. But I do know that he's there. I mean, as far as what they're concerned. I... Uh, all right. I'm already... Yeah. I'm already like... Okay. So... <laughs> I can handle a lot of baggage. I'm pretty sure I brought a lot of baggage in, in to my relationship with you. I, I mean, it's just one of those things. It's it's a thing of life. I get it. 
But I think I might draw... There's a few things I draw the line on, you know, if they're, like, uh, violent felons or, you know, creepy or something. But I think I definitely draw the line at... So I have a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) He comes with me, and he might start haunting you. I would have been like, uh... No, thanks. I'm I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) Would you have believed it, though? Would you have just been like, oh, no, and then assume everything's fine, end up falling in love with this person, and then what happens when things do start up? So that's a good question, because I think there's a difference. There's a lot of skeptics. Well, yeah, but and and I am very skeptical. I love hearing the stories, but I'm definitely skeptical. But So that's a really good question. So I've had plenty of people I know, and I've dated people who have told me their ghost stories. And I'm fine with hearing a ghost story. Like, I can say, yeah, well, they believe in the ghosts, and maybe they're there. Like, I'm willing to admit they they could exist. I just, you know, hasn't happened to me, right? But if they actually actively believe a ghost is hanging around and haunting them regularly, I'm going to sound like an asshole, but I actually, I don't know if I'd believe them, and that would make me... More yeah. concerned about their personality, if that makes sense. Yeah, that right, wouldn't right, be right. that wouldn't be compatible with me. Yeah, Not I that there's anything true. wrong with them. I just I don't. My brain. Okay, but like, what if they were really hot? Like <laughs> <laughs> the, the ghost, you mean, right? Right, right. What if the ghost was really hot? <laughs> like, if you brought in like this super smoking hot ghost, yeah. I'd been like, all right, you can haunt me. Yeah, his his name is Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, I wasn't going that direction. <laughs> but he's really hot. Okay, <laughs> so hot. <laughs> So anyway, Matthew, so she did actually bring in another guy or was already there and Will was totally fine with it. Maybe she's super hot. (laughs) Maybe she's (laughs) super hot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So usually, as Matthew had described, it mainly focused on Janie, you know, the girlfriend. But the entity eventually did turn his focus on Will. And one of the uh, incidents that he would experience like while he was in the shower all of a sudden the water would go cold oh it is a jealous ghost and Ooh. so yeah make that pee pee small just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna cut that out <laughs> make that pee pee small <laughs> okay no 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 but anyway like the the water would go cold and so you know initially like i've done this before where i'm reaching out Especially when you have like those really dumb uh, metal racks in front of in in the front part of the shower faucet, so like it's hanging down and it's right next to the nozzles and stuff like that, and you just kind of reach over and knock it over, and you're like either scalding hot or now you're cold. Yeah. But usually you know. But this person, I guess, was like, no, no, no. Every time I would look over, it, the hot water handle was completely shut off, so it was. turned all the way around so it would have required some sort of energy okay so that's more interesting because at first like you were mentioning uh like our last house that we lived at in new mexico yeah the plumber who set it up he definitely did something with the the levers because you could barely touch it and and the temperature would change like 40 degrees like you barely yeah exactly but you know when you touch it though because when i would barely touch it like my hand would hit it, and I'm like, no. Ah, but but also, when we turned it on and it was hot, it would change, its, a it would change its pressure and temperature yeah. without touching it, at least for the first part of the shower. And so I was like, if that's all it took, I was like, apparently our house was really freaking haunted. No, no, no. But, but this okay, one, so this is shut off. That's a different and story. And it's separate nozzles, too. So that also, hot like, cold. Yeah. right. Um, so anyway, this happened over and over over again and this was again during the quarantine as his girlfriend Janie was going to work more because she worked in the healthcare 
industry. You know what I mean? Like so, she, he was able to stay home, play video games, and she was she I'm was working not, on his I job. I don't remember what he did, but he was home more. Yeah. And then either I guess the ghost doesn't follow her literally everywhere, but is at the house. Most of the time, maybe. So what if it's possessing something she owns? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, why isn't this ghost following her? Then? Yeah, because if they go on vacation, does it happen there? Because maybe it's something she mm. needs to purge from her house. Does she have a raggedy handle? <laughs> yeah, maybe she has like this thousand-year-old heirloom. She's like, it's fine. It's like this giant skull. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With a snake on it and everything. It's like, it glows at night. It says possessed. It's totally normal. <laughs> no, totally. I totally have one, too. So, yeah, that was that's his story. So, again, a very unique situation where it's not necessarily that the activity wasn't occurring. It's just that since he was home and she couldn't be there for him or whatever, however sure. you want to uh, think about it, it started haunting him, too. So he started experiencing this ghost that supposedly was following his girlfriend. I don't know. I find that very creepy. I Absolutely. I, I couldn't date someone. But it would absolutely be because I believed it. Right. Like, that's too much baggage. No, I'm like, absolutely. Like, that show baggage, I would just be, like, immediately eliminated. You know, to be fair, this one, as, as I said, I'd have a hard time dating someone who had, like, a ghost. There are some crazy people on that show that maybe I'd pick the ghost <laughs> over some of those other people. Just saying. There were some really bad There's some bad crazy ones. baggage. Oh, God, I can't even recall one now. Oh, there's... there was that one guy who he says he likes to eat dog food regularly. He thinks oh, it yeah. tastes good. I wonder if he smells weird. That's what I was thinking. And even just his breath, that's got to be weird. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's like, why does your breath smell like a dog? You're like, <laughs> I don't want to kiss a dog. Ugh. Maybe, no. maybe possession isn't as bad. Maybe I was overdramatic earlier. <laughs> just thinking about this craziness. Jeez, you just like totally like flushed a giant demographic of daters. <laughs> like you just shaved yeah. a big chunk of the Who, population. Which which opinion gets rid of more daters? I don't want to date anyone who eats dog food or I don't want to date anyone who has a regular ghost haunting them. Yeah. I can't imagine they're huge groups, but I want to know which one's bigger. <laughs> yeah. All right, tell me another story. Okay, here's another one. Wait, wait, wait. Is that all the haunting that that guy had? Is he just got some shower issues? Well, he also started noticing, like, hearing noises and stuff like that. I I, I don't ever want to leave that out, but he did experience... Oh, oh, you know what? Does I he heard... have bruises when he wakes up? I did mention one thing. Oh, my God, that'd be awful. Not, not that I read. I don't think so. Um... But the Janie chick, the one that has the ghost Janie's got a ghost. That's exactly what's happening. Uh, she actually said that the first time she experienced the ghost was when it was running up and down the stairs. She was or the ghost was? No, the, <laughs> the ghost was. Well, maybe she was doing some Rocky exercises or something. I'm not judging. No, no, no. I Actually, maybe. But Will had either heard this before. So he was acknowledging that the ghost existed. Gotcha. It was not ever doing anything to him like sure. the way in the shower. So I think that was his story of when Matthew finally made contact. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I hate that. Okay. So here to the next story. 24-year-old Madison Hill and her boyfriend moved into their home in Florence, Italy. Oh, boy, yeah. What's up, Florence? We're not probably ever going to live there again, but we loved you. <laughs> Uh, the, Good old stinky, beautiful Florence. <laughs> um, so when they moved out there, they had already been living there for a while, but then they had to like endure the pandemic while they were there. Sure. And she said that initially, even from the beginning, that she always felt really weird in the bathroom. Like there was something weird about it. She hmm. always felt like there was someone staring at her the entire time when she was in there. And the towels were always end up on the floor no matter what. Like she would pick it up leave come back a little bit later and then notice that they were on the ground and the door would slam shut 
sure. uh, as well. So, you know, that's not the, the door slamming thing. I always feel like a little resistant to not just mm-hmm. believe, but it depends on the situation. Like our door slam in our bathroom right now slams all the damn time. Yeah, we usually have the window cracked. Because we have the window open. And yeah. Stuff, yeah. And I know that it's like it's a windy day. Either shut the door or have it wide open. Because it is still hot. startling when it happens. So we still jump. We know exactly what it is. So we're never like ghosts. But like the random noise, all of a sudden, like you go into alert mode. I think mode. the worst part is, is that it's happened to me when I was walking by it. And I'm like, oh, really? This is when you're <laughs> going to. At gonna... this moment. Uh, it doesn't happen often. I think that just happened the one time. But usually I'll be sitting on the couch or in here. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so that would happen to her. And also, while this pandemic thing was happening and they had to now finally quarantine is when they finally noticed a few other things occur. And that being uh, one day when Madison woke up in the morning, she noticed that a camera lens was sitting by her nightstand. What? Yeah. That obviously was not there before. And the last time she said that she had seen this lens was right when they moved in to the apartment. She had lost it. Oh, so it was hers, though. It was hers. Okay, I was... Okay, so now... <laughs> this, this ruined it. I was totally imagining there was some, like, creepy stalker who, in his, like, pervy passions, left a oh, lens behind. this is the lens I take pictures of you with. Right? Oh, my God, that's disgusting. What if it is? No, but <laughs> apparently it's her lens, so that just ruined yeah. that whole, like, true crime story <laughs> that I had building in my yeah, head. That would have been a really good one. But, no, apparently this is ghost, boring old but a ghost. Lens. I mean, I don't know. And she said that she had lost it. In fact, she had looked for it over and over and over again. And, she and it just shows it. up. And it just shows up. Exactly. Now, with that said, <laughs> I couldn't help but remember how you replaced my book because you felt really bad for destroying it. Okay, okay. And then I... No, 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 no. So, so, okay, everyone needs to hear this story. So because her it... boyfriend probably broke her lens. Yes. was like, fuck, I need I, to buy no, one. That's exactly those things. So, so just so people... I'll make this super brief. Um, when me and Lily were in Salem, uh, this was like 2018 because it was Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 2018 because we were watching the the Red Sox and the Dodgers World right. Series that year, and we went into a bookstore because you wanted to just get you know something fun to read for trips. Yeah, and you found like a compilation of scary stories. It looked really cool, and it had. I didn't know this at the time, but apparently it was signed. Signed by the author. So it was like uh, three long short stories in a book, and it was signed by all three authors. And I thought it was really cool because it was local authors. Yep. And so I was like, hey, I I think this would be really cool. And so I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting. So I bought it, and (laughs) then we go to Italy. No, but you didn't read it. Like you, we had, had, and then you decided, like, later when we moved to Italy, you brought it with you so you'd have something to read, which is a good idea. Well, what happened is while we were preparing and we were putting all of our belongings in storage because we were moving across seas and everything like that, you know, everything was getting stressful and panicky. And I'm just dumping the hamper into the washing machine and doing loads because we were going to be packing <laughs> away these clothes. What I did not realize is somehow that book had fallen in the hamper. So I when honestly I, have no idea. I have idea. no idea how it got there either because we didn't even keep the hamper in the bathroom. So it doesn't make sense like, oh, they're reading in the bathroom or something and threw it in there. No. I don't know how it got there. And so when I'm like emptying out the uh, washing machine, I see the book and it's just smattered open and I'm like freaking out. And so I have to hide it, but I hide it to let it dry out. Cause I'm like, maybe if it dries and it looks fine, I'll tell her I'll apologize, but it'll still be totally good and readable. Well, when it dried, nope, the ink was running, the papers got chunky and it was terrible. Like the book was essentially ruined and I was freaking out and I didn't want her mad at me. We were in a high stress situation and I went online and they had another copy. It's like, I'll just buy it and replace it. It's not a big deal. How much was it though? 
I think I spent like $25 on it. Okay, because I remember it, since it was local and I bought it there, it was like 10 bucks. Yeah, I think you got like a discount. I, yeah. I think I paid the normal price and then some shipping on it. Sure. But I was like, you know, I said it's okay. You know, it's, it's local authors and everything. I was like, and she won't know. And I felt really guilty. And I, and I promised myself I will tell her one day. Um, anyway, so then it happens. And I don't even think about it again. When the book comes, I just put it in her room. She doesn't say anything. I don't say anything. And I don't even think about it. The only time I think about it is when I see her reading. I'm like, oh, fuck. I need to tell her about that. I think I'm going to take it from here, this story. Yeah, go for because it. Because this is how I guess I had to find out because I thought I was going crazy. So... I'm reading the book, and then I tell Chase, I was like, oh, you know, I know a lot of people leave their the books they're reading at Airbnb so other people can read them. And I was thinking about doing it, and I was like, and I was like, nah, I probably won't because uh, this book is signed. And and then I was like, I think it's really cool, like, Trinket, I'll just carry it around your up or something. Anyway, I remember being like, here, I'll show you, because that's how I found out you were in the room. And I was like, look, at they, they signed it here, and I couldn't find where they signed it. And I'm like... No, I swear it said signed book. And so, I, and I had seen it and I knew it was there and I could not find it. And I went page, I literally went page to page and I was like, maybe it's some random page they signed, which doesn't make any sense. But I did it anyway because I knew it existed. And then that's when you finally told me what happened. I'm like, okay, because I thought I was going crazy here. And I, man, the guilt, I dealt with that. I mean, this, I, I mean, this is like the biggest secret I've ever kept from you. And it was tearing <laughs> me up. In, book. It was tearing me up inside. And I was so worried when I told you you were just going to lose your mind because, you know, you're not really a collector of things. You yeah. don't really hold on to things. You don't have sentimental attachment to things. And I do. I really, I'm a very object-oriented guy. It's a flaw, but it's the way I am. And you aren't. So when you said you were thinking about keeping something, it made it even worse. And yeah. I was like, oh, God, I've ruined it. Well, I don't it. have, like, any signed books, I don't think. I, mean, I know. and I So, yeah, but anyway. By the time I realized that it was not even the original book, I totally left it there. I was like, here you go. Uh, but anyway, so all I'm saying <laughs> is, is this boyfriend <laughs> might have broken her lens, ordered it, had to wait for months because now they're in to Italy. To get the, the replacement, yeah. To get the replacement, exactly. It sounds likely. It sounds... Or... It sounds familiar. Or it got misplaced and he ended up putting it in something, like one of his his like bags and he didn't know and they had like a big old fight where like help me find it and then when he found it in his stuff he freaked out and he didn't know what to do and he just put it out like there this you can find it and he's like but it's why been so here obviously like he should have put it like in her bag or something hey, i don't know this guy I mean, if, if you're gonna be sneaky i don't know this guy he might he might be dumb <laughs> <laughs> let's let's never underestimate the chances of people maybe he's a really bad dumb. liar i guess yeah maybe but this would be the likely scenario if other small objects had not been removed or disappeared as well now this could be a very careless person as in that sense too that could be another theory but these are specific items and they would end up in like weird places too so like for example keys and then they would end up like on the bed so you know what i'm saying like it was so obviously not there before yeah i don't know could be the boyfriend doing the long haul con he's like now i just gotta move shit around every once in a while or else she won't like she'll think it's me (laughs) So anyway, so that story, that's another story. Uh, so the next one is Carrie Dunlap and his girlfriend, Alexandra Cole, and they lived in Queens. And so Carrie knew something always was wrong about their apartment, I guess. He always suspected something else was going on. And I guess it was validated during this quarantine. There's one night during the summer when he got up to go to the bathroom. And when he got there, he saw a woman standing in the dark. Was she wearing World War II clothes? <laughs> yeah, close. 
actually not close, but she was wearing uh, scrubs. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he described her as a petite older Asian woman, and she was glowing. Is it because she was pregnant? Is it? <laughs> not that kind of glow. <laughs> oh, okay. It wasn't a glow up either, so. So you mean like the ethereal glow, not the you're pretty, don't feel fat glow? Yeah, like <laughs> like I can see you in the dark, even though it's the dark. Right, right, yeah. okay, okay. So she, and as soon as he turned on the lights, classic, she disappeared. Well, I mean, if you turn on the light, her work was done. She didn't need to glow and illuminate things anymore. It's like, it's so like, all can, right, I'm out. You can take it from here. Thanks. <laughs> she was kind of a nightlight. Well. Really nice. <laughs> really nice of her. Yeah, my house is haunted with a bunch of nightlights. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> Human nightlights, fancy. <laughs> um, and so anyway, when she vanished, uh, I think that was his cue to just be like, what's going on? So he contacts his friend who, uh, he was subleasing the apartment from his friend, and... I guess as they were discussing what he had experienced, the friend's like, oh, yeah, I've seen that ghost, too. Like, oh, my God, it's another one of those casual guys. He's like, yeah, I saw I was going to tell you, but then my Pop-Tarts came out of the toaster and I was done. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I swear if I ever see a ghost and I tell you and you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that ghost, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> uh, maybe that'll happen to me. I don't know. I, if Pop-Tarts did come out of the toaster, I will be for sure distracted. Um, bum, bum, bum. Oh, yeah. So another incident is on another night when Carrie woke up, he felt the comforter adjusting like by his feet, like just sure. someone like pulling on it and trying to even it out like they were making the bed. And since he was still sleeping, he just assumed it was his girlfriend. Uh, he didn't make too much out of it. In fact, he even at one point felt like the comforter kind of lift and, and get reseated above get, him or uh, right. reset or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. And so he just... I know that feeling. Oh, yeah. I make the bed all the time. Especially if I pass out and you're like, no, I'm not sleeping in this. And you'll make it it over me when I'm like That's because you're on top of the blankets and you would give me a corner if I didn't make the bed. I usually fall asleep on top of the blankets. Exactly. It's a me thing. (laughs) Um, He ends up calling to her and be like... Mm-hmm. And he looks around the room and realizes she's not even in here. So this is the opposite of the Conjuring because in the Conjuring they the, were like, "This is the, that stuff." I find very unsettling. Um, I've had moments where I I've felt something has happened, like I thought you were doing something, but then it became apparent no one was around me. And then I have that moment where I'm trying to decide: was it because I was like half asleep and my brain started doing that crazy in and out of dream like thing, lucid, yeah. or did something actually happen? And when I think about it, it is a truly disturbing experience. So I don't, I can't ever tell you because how would I know what was actually happening? But I, I feel his pain. That's an upsetting. Moment. I mean, I guess he was awake because he just assumed that whoever. Do you know what I mean? Like when you would kind of wake up, but you don't really look at me while I'm making the bed because you know damn well that it's me. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm not very gentle about it. I'm just like, nope. <laughs> pretty like, damn it, now I have to make the bed, and he's in it. Um, and so like. I just think he assumed this was a common occurrence of some sorts. And when he realized that no one was around, still awake, you know, thinking this is normal. I think that would be more valid than someone having kind of a weird dream waking up and not sure. showing. Not, sure. not not sure what was going on, I think. So that was his experience. Uh, there's another story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielle, who lives alone in Richmond, British Columbia, had experienced some strange things in February. That was before the shutdown. Sure. But she was actually sick before that. Like, she was just ill. She had to stay home from work. Sure. 
And she basically stayed home most of the winter as well. So she actually bled into the pandemic. So she ended up having to stay longer probably inside the house than probably most of us. But anyway, so she, during this time, she would walk into the guest bedroom every once in a while because that's when she, that's where she did a lot of her hobbies and stuff. She started noticing that the lamp was always on when she went in there. Well, this happened over and over again for many days until one day she said, don't turn them on again, Mm. like out loud. Well, the next time she ended up going into the bedroom, (laughs) the lamp was indeed off, but now the ceiling light was on. All right. So now you got a bratty little ghost. Playing just games. Like, yeah. It's like, you never set the ceiling light. I'm like, oh my <laughs> I'm God. I'm not touching you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Basically. We got one of those ghosts. <laughs> and so. What a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Uh, so the woman, Danielle, she would also hear a man and a woman having a conversation in her house, mm. like in the other room. It it always felt like it was in the other room. Was it like mumbly? Like she could tell the conversation but she couldn't discern it or could she actually hear what they were saying? No, it was always mumbly. Like it Bummer. was Yeah, but it always felt like it was coming in the house. You know what I mean? Not in like neighbors or anything. Yeah, we know no. what that sounds like. Oh, we, definitely. You, since we have you can tell like when something's like in like in a room in your house or if it's yeah. 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 Apartment through the wall. It's I different would, I would think so. Especially since she probably didn't have this before. It's more like Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and she had another incident occur as well. She was actually sewing up some masks because of the quarantine thing. She was making her own. And while she was ironing one of the fabrics, she had it on the ironing board, you know, put down the iron, turned around to get some more things uh, to get her other tools. And then when she turned back around, the fabric was gone. Mm. Not just gone. But she couldn't find them anymore. It's like totally gone. Like they're gone. They're, they've gone into the other realm. Gone. So. I mean, unless she finds it six months later and it was probably just her boyfriend who accidentally burned it <laughs> and then had to buy the Who's new stuff. Who's ironing right there <laughs> and he's it, like, oh Get it sent, you know? Yeah, very possible. Except she's alone. If something big, so I always freak out when something big disappears. So my first thought is always, oh, Chase, you're just being stupid and absent-minded. You misplaced it. But I've had things in my life that, like, I knew they were right there. I've turned around. They're gone. And in all the years of my life since, I have never seen them again. You've had that? I don't think that's ever happened to me. It's happened to me probably four or five times. I've had things that, you know, uh, going back to when I was, like, uh, a tween, Mm-hmm. all the way into like college where things have gone missing i think for me i've lost pens and pencils but like oh no, i'm not talking small things yeah like that's what i'm saying like i literally just put it down how in god's name could this disappeared like it should be granted i do usually find them eventually but they would have rolled like uh, like somehow into like the other room you're like okay i have no idea how that happened but well i think the biggest and by biggest i mean most expensive thing that's ever gone missing me was a textbook in college and it wasn't like really? I, it wasn't that I left it at school because I was actually studying and writing notes out of the textbook. I maybe went, maybe I, some poor college student saw it and they were like, "No, I was at home." Oh, you were at home. I, was I at thought home, you were like at school. And I was studying and I was writing notes. I was prepping for the test. It was one of my anthropology. I don't remember what the textbook was. It was one of my anthropology classes. Was I this took, uh? Well, you had roommates. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Class? So I took a break from it and I went out and I sat on the that you know glorious white leather couch that picked up no marks whatsoever and smelt bad. Oh yeah. I was hanging out on there with Andrew and Mikey and we watched I god knows what. It was probably like a musical <laughs> or something. That's what we that's what we did. Um uh, and I remember when I went back to my room that night, I was like I'm too tired to study 
And then I realized my notes were there, but my book was gone. And I was like, maybe I put the book somewhere when I was on my way out there. I was like, maybe I brought it out there, but I was too tired and I went to bed. And then when I woke up in the morning, I went and looked for it. I couldn't find it. I asked my roommates. They had no reason to take it. Neither of them were taking anthropology classes. No knew where it was. And when I moved out, it didn't pop up. I missed it. And that was like a $200 book. That's so weird. So I what ended up, did you I ended up having to go to uh, Zimmerman the next day because I couldn't find it. And I found that someone that it hadn't been checked out. Like you can't take it out of the library. You can bring it to one of the tables. Yeah, exactly. And I finished taking my notes and I did fine on the test. Okay. So I wasn't worried because I, I didn't do bad. Man, I'm trying to remember what that book was. I think it had to do with like indigenous cultures of um, of the Amazon area because it was like Brazil and South America. That sounds right. And it still oh, cost yeah, like yeah. $200. It was like that. I, I remember not being too bummed that it was missing. And I thought to myself... When we moved out, like, that's when we moved in together. Yeah. I was like, I bet that book's going to pop up. Never fucking did. Never did. Yeah. So I have no idea what happened to that. Yeah. The fact that you lost an entire book and it wasn't because your boyfriend washed it in the washing machine, it is concerning. <laughs> yeah. My boyfriend would have never washed it in the machine. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't even replace it. How rude. <laughs> didn't even At least replace- you did. <laughs> well, 25 bucks, 200 bucks. It's not the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> potato, potato. Um, what the hell's a potato? <laughs> Sorry, that joke just always gets me. Uh, if anyone who watches that Sony show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, no one can watch it now because it's been removed from all streaming services because the companies hate money. Uh, I'm sure it'll end up somewhere we can't afford. So. Yay! Probably HBO. HBO, probably. We, I refuse to pay for HBO. Anyway, uh, la 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 la. The, uh, <laughs> so, I was supposed to be the psychology behind this, but I literally wrote philology. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that the art of filling people in on shit? But it's Phil, like, P-H-I. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy, Philology. <laughs> Hold on, I'd like to point out that Word did not autocorrect this. Or autocorrect, I mean, even told me. Because I, I try to... Uh, maybe there is something like phyology. Phyology, Phyology. Philology. It's a tongue Phyolo- twister. That's Phyolo- what it is. Anyway, if anyone knows what that is, this is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about psychology, the psychology behind this. I just don't know how to spell that word. Of all of them or the specific one with the so, cl- clothing, cloth going in general, missing. what might be going on. Okay, okay, perfect. Yeah, But absolutely. I didn't really delve into it a whole really deep just kind of like a few statements just ideas from what i read other people talk about sure uh so like in general in 2019 it was estimated that about 45 percent of the uh, u.s adult population believed in ghosts so i feel like that's important to note because i think if 45 percent that's what it said and then about 18 percent of those adults believe that they encountered a ghost Either. You know, that's not that. The 18% isn't shocking. The 45? I think maybe when they do this survey, it's hard because sometimes like if you're teetering or just being like, I don't want to say no and I don't want to say yes. So I'm yeah, just gonna I think say, I'd be on that. Do you know what I'm saying? I'd be on that cusp too where I've never encountered one, but I'm not. I'm open to the idea that they exist. So I, it'd be really weird to say no or yes. And I think it's yes. interpretation of, yeah. of what they encountered because some people might actually think they're that's missing fair. textbook. Was a, was a damn ghost. Do you know what I mean? Or it could have been me being a stupid college student and something happened. Yeah. Uh, who knows? You never know. But of those 18, they do believe that either they physically saw a ghost or they or 
felt something, you know what I mean? Like, I believe 18, though. Or auditory, you know, like hearing footsteps and voices and just assume it's a ghost. So, yeah, or the like, hum. Or the hum. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, By then, the way, for those of you who don't know the hum, that means you need to listen to our last episode. All right, anyway, back to, so back to this episode. Thoroughly freaked out. Uh, so, uh, Kurt Gray, an associate professor at the University of North Carolina, uh, he, I guess he was the one who was being interviewed because he specifically studies, uh, how humans treat animals, objects, the dead, and other entities that they believe exist. Sure. And I think he only, I, I, I just grabbed this one statement that he said because I thought it was interesting. He's like, basically when it boils down to is that humans try to find meaning in chaos. Absolutely. And so this is what's happening. Yeah. Something is going on and whether or not they believe it's a ghost, not a ghost, or these people that are telling the stories in, in this instance do believe in it. And so they're just going to try to rationalize that it's the pandemic. It's because I'm here. I'm disturbing them. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. So it's just kind of this um, idea yeah. that maybe you're pissing them off instead of them disturbing you. And also, it could be just a simple side effect of loneliness. And I think there's some fairness to that. Even even just before we sat down to record this, we heard a noise out in the living room. And neither of us had been in the living room in forever. So we're like, what on earth could that be? And I walk out there and my like cell phone charger pad, like that wireless pad. Had fallen. Like, it had just fallen over. And I just assume it had been like slowly working its way down and it fell. But the minute I heard a noise, my initial reaction was... There's something in the living room, like maybe someone broke in or something crazy is going on. Like, and I think that's just a testament to his argument that we try to put reason into. That's right. Just, it like, just you're, like you're just inserting some sort of a bigger picture because I think, and and he goes on to kind of mention that when we're in isolation or obviously in this instance like quarantine, our world gets so much smaller, and so we no longer have that human interaction to kind of keep us busy. Our minds aren't really uh, thinking about other things. They are now. I mean, our brains are still just as active, just as smart, or just yep. as capable as they were before, but now we're alone. So we yep. are projecting these kind of ideas and like activities that we normally would have when we were having that kind of, um, what do you want Constant to call it? Constant stimulus. Stimulation, right. Yeah. Well, from, I mean, the, from it, the world. It's, and a fa- so, it's a famous saying, idle hands are a devil's play thing. Exactly. Now, I know that's about getting into mischief, but it has to do yeah. with this idea that if you're not doing anything, everything else becomes a potential problem. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And then, you know, alternatively, there's also this ghost hunter uh, who... <laughs> Ooh, I, I wonder what his theory is. There's a few. Uh, <laughs> so he actually did have some cool information in the sense that, like... Sure. Because he, uh, this person, his name is John E.L. Tenney. Tenney? Tenney, I think. He's actually the host of a show, which I've never seen, called Ghost Stalkers. Which just reminded me of that one. Story. I was like, it's just, it's a pleasantly <laughs> generic ghost show. Like, all the ghost shows no, sound yeah. like that. Okay. Something like that. And so, anyway, he's a paranormal investigator as well. And he said that just based on the difference between 2019 and 2020, he says that in 2019, he would typically receive about five haunted house stories a month. Mm. And since the pandemic hit in 2020, he says that he's receiving five to ten haunted house stories a week. So versus five a month, now he's like five to ten a week. So he's seen an increase. So he's seen an increase just based on like what, you know, they're allowing their fans and everyone to reach out to get, you know, just to have material and stories and just whatever told. And so he's just like, this is interesting. So what's going on here? And he does go on to say that it's kind of similar to what happened... In 1999, just to put another 
aspect of mass hysteria uh, with the Y2K thing going on. Sure. He said that at the time, there were a huge influx of ghost and UFO sightings during that time. I was going to say, I I was was waiting until, until you said a little bit more, but... Because uh, I'm the guy who apparently likes researching crazy whack job UFO theories. 2019 has seen a significant rise in UFO reportings to all the groups and communities yeah. that follow this stuff. And I think it's... a 2019 I mean, or 2020? Uh, like, 2020. I mean, oh, okay, I mean during yeah. quarantine. So you think I was like, so what's the most likely thing happening here? That ghosts have decided to start being more active and UFOs have decided to start showing up more often? Or maybe it's a a representation of the human reaction. Right. But this guy in particular says that he thinks it's just because we've become more aware. Oh. so We're just sensitive to it now. In that same vein, like, if you think about it, what Kurt Gray was saying, the guy from North Carolina University, he says that it's because you're so simulated usually that you need to, that you're distracted and that it's like your focus is already somewhere else. Like, you don't need this extra awareness. And he's saying that it's because since you're not getting this um, overexposure of human interaction and noise and everything, that when you're alone and isolated, you finally start noticing the subtleties of the other parts of, you know, the universe that may, may not have been, in, like, obvious to you. So, yeah. So, if I was supposed to put that, if I let, let me get my interpretation correct. If, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean. Um, as scientifically as possible, this is exactly like people who hate beer. Okay. And, they, and all beer just tastes like beer. And, and But then all of a sudden they start drinking beer and they start liking beer. And then all beers taste completely different. And then they start liking beers and noticing all these subtle nuances of hops and malt and everything like that. So essentially people are just becoming ghost connoisseurs. Go, ghost conscious. Ghost conscious. They're yeah. getting the hoppy and malty flavors of ghosts. Now- I want a stout ghost. Mm. I just imagine he's fat. <laughs> <laughs> he's just pretty stout. <laughs> yeah, short and stout. Um, yeah, so I think those are pretty cool ideas. Uh, that's kind of the philo- philology that I have for the you. The philology. The philology. Oh, Lordy. I do have, like, real quick, because I always feel like I need to bring up a YouTube video that people should check out or something. Absolutely. Anyway, this isn't, like, sightings or people recording their experiences more or less than just i know you know this channel that's why i'm bringing it up but do you remember ghost town living who that guy is yeah i do actually he's a guy that uh purchased a a ghost town in california yeah at uh cerro gordo yeah i follow him on youtube he's actually just a really nice guy yeah so like 99 percent of his channel or like all his videos that he has out is just based on him Trying to get this to be a place people can rent and everything like that, like like a hotel. And and it's just like cool project stuff. And like, if you're really into that kind of stuff, I highly recommend it. It's really interesting. He goes exploring a lot of the time. So he's he's raising sheep or lambs, right? Like like first time he's ever done that. Yeah, I've only seen one of his other videos. Yeah, he goes caving. Yeah, he goes into the caves, into like the old mines and stuff. And so, yeah, like if you're really interested in seeing what in like literally in depth, what a ghost town would feel like living in. This is the guy to follow. And uh, it's he's got a lot of followers and his videos are really high production. Um, we will absolutely post a link to his channel on our Twitter. Oh, for sure, yeah. Now, I know I know none of you guys are following us on Twitter because uh, I don't think anyone's following us on Twitter. Uh, everyone's on, everyone's on Instagram, but yeah. we're going to start using Twitter as a good place to start posting links. We're going to have that video and we're also going to have another video that's relevant to an upcoming story that will be posted as well. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, so this guy... He, he ended up doing a Halloween special. And that's how I found about this. Nice. So he's been in quarantine, except he has like a whole town. So yeah. he gets to hang out. But he is alone. 
So he talks about how he had an encounter. And I om- I'm only using the first story in case people actually want to watch the whole video. I don't want to just like do the okay, whole thing. Okay, just, so I, I, just because I'm curious because sure. I've seen some. Is this one about the light that keeps going <gasps> on in that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched this episode. It's great. We, we should talk about it. Let's I need to watch the whole thing. I stopped so myself because I was like, you know, I don't want to take credit for this. But I do want to tell this one story just to like maybe get people in. Absolutely. Um. Anyway. So, yeah, so this one starts with him. Uh, he decided, and not just like this one time, but he often goes and watches the sunset because it's really beautiful. In a certain area that he particularly is fond of, he needs to go quite a fair way out out of his way to walk to, and he has to pass by this old bunkhouse. Well, one day while he's passing by it, he noticed that at the window, the curtains were pulled to the side, and he saw someone there. And the guy, sorry, I didn't even mention his name. His name is Brent Underwood. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he so Brent goes on. He's like, oh, there's just someone on the property. And he doesn't really uh, think about it too much because he, his initial reaction was like, oh, it's probably just a contractor that stuck around a little later than they should because every once in a while that occurs. Sometimes they stay. Sometimes they stay, yeah. exactly. But they usually stay in a different building is Not what just, you mentioned. He said they do sometimes hang around and explore, mm-hmm. you know, if that was going to uh, happen. But exactly. he also say that usually he knows when they're going to be there. And so he had to contact them. Yeah. No, actually, what he said here is that he contact not contacted, he ended up talking to the caretaker who oh, is okay. at, on the property as well. So Brent's like, hey, when? how long are the contractors going to be here? Or like, when do they leave? And the, the caretaker's like, um, no one's been on the property for two weeks. And so he's like, oh, hell no, because this happened yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's thinking, you know, what's going on? Is someone like sneaking in? Yep, yep. He's more logical thinking. He doesn't actually, well... At the beginning, he kind of has, like, this spiel saying that he used to be, like, a total non-believer. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so he goes on, and uh, what he does is that he ends up going into the house itself, turning off the light, because the, the window in which he saw a person uh, the other day, the light in that room was on, which yeah. happens to be the kitchen. He doesn't want to pay for that. No. And so he turns off the kitchen and puts a padlock on the door. So he really seals it down. Anyway, so time passes, and at this point, he's already forgotten about it, until one day when he decides to go... Again, I'm going to go to my favorite spot to watch the sunrise. He sees again the kitchen light in the bunk was on again. So he goes over, notices the lock is still there, so he has to unlock the door. He begins to investigate the bunk, and no one is around, and the entire time he feels super uneasy. Uh-huh. And he, I would too. And he's just running around the house, like, figuring out, like, is someone literally staying here, like, squatting or something? And he can't find a way of access point to get inside. Everything's sealed. And so he kind of like, it wasn't until he started going into some back rooms that he felt literally like this fight or flight moment. And he's like, so I ran out of that building. Uh, So he goes on to say that because of this experience, he's thinking, maybe I need to renovate this place. So he does actually do some work in it. He uh, pulls out the carpet. He, not in this episode, but sure, he says, sure. like, he mentions that he does do some things in the past. This is a long process. This is a long process. This is like a now. When this first story occurred, it was his first paranormal experience ever. Mm-hmm. And it was like a year ago now. So he says that he had tried making it. Yeah, I think it was still during the winter. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it was like February when this happened. Right. And so he's like still thinking, oh, I can just, it's just because it's creepy and I'm creeping myself out. Right, which is right. like someone who doesn't believe in ghosts would think it's just me. He's also just, I mean, the kind of guy who buys a ghost town. 
I'm going to call him a tough cookie. I'm just going to say I would it. agree. This guy's like fearless. You know what I mean? Seriously. He so, needs a wheelbarrow to carry those balls listen, around. This guy went in a mine and like explored old passageways that can collapse at any And moment. that was one of the scariest episodes for me. Yeah. I was like, mm, nope. Um, so yeah. So he's, he's doing that. And he says that while he was renovating the place, things would still occur. Like he would literally hear people walking around. He would hear voices. Uh, things would move around, and so he actually says that he doesn't go there anymore. Oh, there's an easy solution. He has not gone there Just since. Just purge it with fire. Well, <laughs> Burn it to the ground. I mean, he goes on to say, you know, I'm not too worried about it. He's like, there's 20 plus more buildings around in this property or this yep. town that I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, so I just decided I'll get to it eventually. Um, yeah, seriously, have your own like Burning Man or Zizobra. Like, yeah. seriously, it'd be great. And so I, as I watched a little longer, he said that, and then my next experience was the mines. And I was like, nope, oh, I got to stop. Because I need to watch this on my own, and I need, like, if people are interested already... It's worth your time, I promise. This is going to be worth it, because I'm excited to watch it, too. And that concludes my quarantine hauntings. Well, which is a perfect timing, because I think it's time for us to get a refresh on our drinks. Oh yeah. Because I got something for you. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. And uh, during our break, I'm going to show her a video. I'll tell you guys about it when we get back. Because I want you guys to see it too. And we're going to post a link to it on the Twitter. And so that way uh, you guys will be able to watch it and join us if you're interested. Or you can listen to the story and watch the video afterwards just to see how weird it is. All right. We'll see you guys in a few. Yeah. See you later. See you later. We're back with some fresh drinks. I hope you got some for yourself. Because it's time for... An end of episode encounter, 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 encounter. <laughs> All right. So it's really funny. This wasn't even the story I was planning for. I had been doing research on another one and fell down a rabbit hole on YouTube of, you know, crazy harebrained tinfoil hat stuff that's really hard to uh, sort through. And then all of a sudden, a video popped up. And most of the videos I see, you can tell they were done by like a student on After Effects or something. Some more look really cool, but you can tell they're fake. But all of a sudden I saw this one and when I watched it, it immediately weirded me out. I mean, I don't have like forensic stuff to test the video, but it isn't fake. It doesn't seem to be fake, but it's also not sure what you're looking at. And it's not because it's blurry or shaky or wobbly or anything like that. Uh, Well, I guess I should mention during our break, Chase actually showed me a video of this. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, those of you who know me, I'm actually very uh, skeptical. I don't jump to this stuff. I usually like watching stuff because in my mind, I like to break it apart or tear it apart or anything. But this one I found particularly intriguing and it probably has a rational explanation. But it, it the reason it's intriguing is because it definitely pushes against all basic yeah. explanations. And I would say, like, definitely I recommend watching the video. And this is the only part I'm going to say because I assume you're going to talk about it. You know how everyone's like, oh, man, with modern technology, you'd get, better, you'd get a better shot. Well, they did. They did. Yeah. So this took place on March 28th of 2018. So pretty recent. And for those of you who don't remember the Aegean Sea, you know, because it's easy to get all the seas in Europe and Middle East confused. That's the sea that's between Greece and Turkey, you know? I bet Laura knows. She's like, "Uh, duh, Chase. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) She's so fucking brilliant about that, but yeah. So yeah, uh, Greece is on the east, Turkey's on the west. So this was filmed, the footage was filmed uh, by a passenger on a commercial airliner. His name was Carrie, and I'm going to try to do his name justice, uh, Forides? 
Forides, Forides. Uh, he's Greek. Uh, he owns a camera company called uh, Carry Camera Works in Corfu, Greece. Most of his stuff that he posts is about like gardening and camera stuff. It's it's a very subtle account. Seems like just a regular guy. So this video definitely stands out. It was like he thought it was weird too. So uh, he specifically mentioned that where this took place was somewhere over the Aegean just, and they had just recently passed over Izmir, Turkey, which is on the coast. So they were on their way to Athens. It's a short but direct flight. And they looked out the window and they saw what I'm going to describe <sighs> as a giant cloud worm. <laughs> and... I'm saying that because as someone who grew up loving the book Dune, it really just kind of was like if in the clouds you saw a giant worm. And so this the clouds are completely white. It's, you just see nothing but endless white clouds down below. So you can't see the sea. You can't see anything. You can't really tell how high up they are. But you see this very dark gray, like black. massive. Well, I wouldn't say it's black. I'd I say do. it's gray. I would say black. But it's like this giant worm plume coming up out of it and veering to the right. And at first you're just like, huh, that's weird. I wonder what's happening that. But then it moves and it bends from the right all the way to the left and it does it rapidly. And I would originally think, oh, well, maybe it was already turning that way, but the plane is turning. But he says in his description, the plane wasn't turning. And with how quickly this moved... You'd, I believe it. You'd be like, there's no way the plane is turning that fast, even if it was turning. And if it if it was, the plume would have had to been a lot smaller and a lot closer. It just doesn't appear to be that way. But it's important to say that there's no, no concrete way to indicate how big it was, but it looks huge. And the fact that all the white clouds around it are so nondescript they just blend together. They're, they're not, you know, they're not clouds with a lot of variety or shadows in them. They just look like the clouds pure white. to me just look like pure white. I mean, think about when you look at clouds when you're on a plane. They're just kind of, it's not fog. It's like these little nothing clouds. Yeah. But after the plume, so it's very round at this point, it spins from the right to left like a, like a worm changing its head direction. But then after it changes direction, the plume immediately starts to get very pointed mm -hmm. and it starts moving faster in a horizontal direction. And then it's still going up, but it moves in a horizontal direction. It starts to have kind of like a triangular shape. And it looks a lot like a rocket trail at this point, like a normal rocket you trail. You start realizing, because I think when I just, from what I saw at the beginning, it looked like this solid disc to me. I didn't see a disc, but. Yeah. I did. I saw a disc, but like maybe angled at the ends. So maybe like a triangle, but not really. Like to me, it was straight up a disc. I was like, oh my God, it's happening. And then all of a sudden when it like moves, like shifts back into a different direction, like you said, that's when I see. Mm -hmm. It being more, uh, what is it, smoke or something? Yeah, yeah, like a contrail. When it starts moving and becoming kind of angular and pointed, if you didn't see the beginning worm part, uh, you would have just looked at it and been like, that's still kind of a weird looking contrail, but you would have probably just looked at it and not paid much attention said it was a contrail. So it was the beginning part that makes this so interesting. And there's a lot more to it. But before I go further, let me just read his description on his YouTube video. This is, this is me just quoting his YouTube description. He said, Just flew over Turkey somewhere over Izmir and Chios Aegean Sea. Heading into Athens around 4.30 today, Wednesday, the 21st of March 28th. I think that's supposed to be Wednesday. I was alerted by my wife 15 minutes before that she saw a missile, so I was on high alert and ready. 
It appears to be flying away at right angles from our commercial jet, and somehow without either of us appearing to turn, we end up almost following it. I wonder why the black smoke. Why so close to our jet, and why could why I could not see a source of the jet stream? I could not see an airplane of any kind. Please, whatever KLK means, like, share, and follow. Unquote. So this video did get news coverage, mostly from like uh, European news sources, but by coverage what i mean is they had like a two sentence blurb that cut out most of the information he even said and they cut up his video to make it worse so you don't want to see it on a news site they don't give a lot of information his youtube video is the ultimate source and that's what we're going to have linked let's talk about what this is because there are theories people have posed and these some of these theories some of this information is my own thoughts some of these are things that people were saying in either the news sites or on the youtube comments and everything one theory is that it could be a rocket, not a not a the exploding rocket, but you know rockets have instruments and stuff on them. Yeah, that it could just be yeah. a rocket. Which there, you know, one of the arguments for this is if it's flying so close to commercial airline flights, you the military probably wouldn't want to be launching, you know, not explosive during... ballistics near uh, right. commercial flights. Right. The reason, okay, so when we're talking about the rocket, the plume, the the contrail that comes out of it after it starts moving away, definitely looks like the kind that I've seen out of multiple rocket launches. I'm obsessed with seeing NASA launches and, and SpaceX launches and all these, so I watch them, and the plume you see there definitely looks like that of a rocket, but everything beforehand doesn't look like a rocket, and the way it behaves and moves in the sky before it starts speeding away doesn't seem to be like that of a so rocket. So it's one of those things that like, I think when you're... Like, in the military, like, you know, we actually do have things like that. It just, like, makes, like, the common public, like us, our minds kind of go wild a little bit. This could exist, and then it might Absolutely. be slightly common knowledge in the sense of, like, the military world. But for us, we're like, what is happening right now? Well, I'm going to fully say that this is a man-made thing, and it's a non-common thing, which is why people haven't seen it. And I'm betting there's some people with really good knowledge of some of the stuff that they're launching. He's like, oh, I know exactly what that is. I, we just don't talk about it. Very possible. Yeah. Let's let's talk about if it is like a harmless rocket. It's like, so I looked up launch sites in the area mm -hmm. that are known. And so this is public knowledge, so it's not going to include top secret military stuff. There are two launch sites kind of in the area of the Aegean. The first is, is in Caroni, Greece. Problem is it's in southwestern shore of Greece, I meaning it's on the opposite side of Greece from the Aegean, so it's very far away. Yeah. But it's an area they launch sounding rockets, which are suborbital rockets used to take measurements for like meteorological and other stuff. The second is in Atapol, Bulgaria. So Bulgaria isn't directly on the Aegean Sea, but it's very close to it because there's just a little sliver of Greece between it and the Aegean Sea. It's not a ridiculous notion because of how close it is. They also launch sounding rockets from that site. But here's the problem with both. These are the only two I could find, according to my Wikipedia research, that were anywhere near this. The biggest problem is neither of them have launched a rocket in over 30 years. Not, oh, so are they not like one of them. ghosts? They're decommissioned. Military. Okay. <laughs> like ghost towns? Yeah. So one was 30 years ago and one was 31 years ago. Ah. Um, but even ah. then, both of them are just far enough away, depending on from where he was leaving in Izmir, that even if they were launching from there they wouldn't have appeared this close. They're right. just too far away. Mm -hmm. I and mean, we're talking over 300 kilometers away for the closest one. So at this moment, it just being like a research harmless rocket 
is kind of unlikely because well, there's really nowhere it would have launched. Well, not just that, but like if it wasn't re- in the sense like active or in some way, it wouldn't be the most technology advanced center, right? Like it wouldn't no, be, exactly. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have the most latest rockets, I should say. No, exactly. Yeah. So that kind of, in my mind, kind of makes the idea of it being like a harmless, like instrumental rocket or bullshit. Maybe that's what they want you to think. There's possibly lots of launch sites, but therefore uh, discreet things, you know, like uh, government stuff. Right, uh, yeah. So that brings up the other theories. It's either a military aircraft or it's a like a ballistic missile, something like that. Yeah. And it's really important to note that since they were just over Turkey, Turkey currently is in a very violent state. Right now is the Syrian civil war has been going on since... 2011 uh turkey's very involved in a lot of countries in that area very involved and it's a very complicated thing you know it's not something that should be distilled lightly on a show like this so i'm not going to go into it but we just know that there's a lot of conflict and and violence going on including things like missiles and whatnot however izmir where they were flying over to greece is about as far from the syrian border as you can get so it wouldn't make sense for them to waste the resources well, flying so far away or anything like they were flying to Athens. It's like it's like a direct short route. There's no reason to go any other direction. And if you see in the video and what he said that it was almost like they were chasing it, meaning it was heading in the direction of Greece, which is once again the complete so, opposite direction from any yeah. of these military operations. So it obviously wasn't a belligerent launch. And you would think Greece would be like, "What's going on? Yeah, what's going on <laughs> yeah. here?" I decided I was going to look up and research as best I could, whatever Wikipedia gave me, all the military bases in Turkey to see, are there any near this? Mm-hmm. So and after going through like 40 different bases, I found that there are two actually in Izmir and two other ones that are decently far away, but close enough to be probable. So there's a Gazimir Air Base in Izmir, which is mostly used for training. It's a single runway base. It wouldn't be for rocket launches. This would be for aircrafts. And right. it could be an aircraft that we're looking at. And the other one is Izmir Air Station. It used to be U.S. RAN. Then it was Turkish. And now it's NATO if it's RAN. A, if it's like an airplane, I'm going to say right now, it's like the diesel version of an <laughs> right, airplane. It's so I'm like, rough. it's so polluting my air right now. Yeah. So anyway, the first one is like a single runway place. Wouldn't be for rockets. And the second one is pretty much, if if what I read online is correct, is run by NATO now. And NATO wouldn't be doing these kinds of crafts, I wouldn't imagine. Right. There's two other bases kind of in the area, but they're both naval bases. And they're mostly for the Navy. (laughs) Right. Like, Um, not even close, yeah. So let's talk about if this was an aircraft as opposed to just being rocked, like like a manned aircraft or, or, or a robotic aircraft. Why would the plume, why would the contrail coming up be so dark, like it's black? thick, yeah. And why couldn't we see the craft? Now, this is important. So any of you who haven't seen the video right now is sometimes the video goes in and out of focus in the same way that you know cell phones do, especially when you're looking at distant stuff. But there are many seconds of very clear footage. Usually when I see fighter jets flying above our city all the time yeah. and you can you can see them even you can how actually, far it is yeah you can even see the craft and you can see the plume like with how far away they are but i see and it behaves 
the way we would expect yeah, it to. I'm like, not just whatever seeing we're an seeing. obvious thing, which once again would suggest this was a missile because missiles sometimes are so narrow, they're hard to see. You can just mostly oh, see sure. their plume. Yeah. Like when you see the SpaceX launches, you can barely see the rocket. So I'm like, oh, this means more rocket, less craft. So it's already sounding weird that it's a craft. But the contrail is just black. And so contrails can be dark. The two most common explanations for dark contrails are one, contrails are casting shadows on other clouds, which sounds like a cop-out, but I, when, when I was reading this explanation, I actually saw a lot of really clear photos that look like a black contrail, but when you saw it in context, you're like, oh no, that's just a shadow. Oh, the shadow is casting a shadow. Yeah, and then, but that's not what's happening here, because there's nothing it's casting a shadow on. And the second- That's what I was to say. I was like, I saw like barely any clouds, and if they were, they were uh, more or less on the same plane. I don't know. Yeah, it, it looked nothing. Nothing to cast that kind of shadow. Exactly. And the second- common explanation is that the engine is not performing complete combustion that there's a lot of unburnt carbon being emitted from the engine Mm. which i i'll totally buy it looks black like like but this thing is moving really fast and it seems very agile if 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 it was doing that movement i saw in the first few seconds of the of the video there's no Wait, that is a busted missile. I don't yeah, I don't want to jump and say it was a busted missile, but it seems so unlikely that something moving that fast that like it's it's speeding up faster than a commercial airliner. You're like, why would it have a really crappy? <laughs> usually when you see dark contrails, they're usually from commercial airliners. And we're in a commercial airliner. And this is moving a lot faster. Right. I'd also argue that especially the early plume when it looked more like a worm than than a, a more obvious like jet contrail, it looked more like a dark gray instead so, of black. I'll say right now that you're right. This is this is my interpretation of the video when I initially saw it, and this is just a few seconds because then afterwards it does become very much like missile like I think sure. and like more likely what you're saying. Woo! But when I first saw the 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 thing. It was, one, heading in the opposite direction of the plane, obviously. It looked like it, yeah. That's what it appeared like. And I'm pretty sure that's what I was seeing because then, like you said, it kind of does this, like, 180, vertically 180, like, going, you know what I mean? Like It's, it's like grass blowing in the wind. It's going the opposite right, direction. Right, so it just, like, turns, like, a meter around. Yeah, and it's around. fast. And it's really, fucking really fast. fucking fast for how far it is and what, you know, as just a normal person knowledge i have no idea what can do that it looked like a solid object like i said it looked like a disc to me and i'm like and <laughs> i and say like worm I said, you say disc i and like i said well i mean with the trail it looked like a giant yeah yeah independence day style <laughs> looking spaceship i'm like it's happening guys <laughs> we have it but then we don't so it gets very it's get it gets very uh confusing and just different very quickly once it changes direction then you start seeing that the black or the mm-hmm. rest of this of what i interpreted the rest of the spaceship was just like the smoke <laughs> so so there's two last theories to address yeah one is the obvious one aliens <laughs> that it's a ufo right that's my favorite one uh the YouTube comments had plenty of these and lots of, sure. oh man, if you try Googling this, like you want to go to the YouTube and watch it, don't Google it because holy cow, it's going to be a lot of stuff you don't need to read. A lot of sketchy sites, I'm sure. There is one um, thing that I have to say that to me suggests why it wouldn't be a UFO. If you look at the vast majority of UFO sightings, ones that uh, UFO fanatics and UFOlogists and whatnot that they consider to be real... 
almost none, and I'm going to go so far as say I can't think of one off the top of my head, has a contrail. Okay. These are always they're, the, they're moving in rapid directions, changing all the stuff we saw, but they don't have smoke. No, I totally agree. I they don't anything, have points, so this is weird. It is weird, and like I said, like as soon as I start seeing the smoke, I'm like, Meh. it's I don't but, know. But here is the final theory, and this is the chase theory. Oh gosh, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw this, as someone who's super skeptical, when I saw this, I did feel a little bit of a jump in my stomach because it was so bizarre to see. It definitely shocked me. But the more I watch it regularly, I'm getting the vibe that. There's a couple things going on. Um, my expectation is it is some sort of man-made craft, probably a missile because you can't see it. Yeah. It is probably an agile missile that's doing some directional changes, maybe not extreme ones that we're seeing. I also believe that maybe his plane what was doing subtle trajectory changes. I was going to ask, yeah. And that it was this perfect storm of the missile doing its arc because it was going, it was changing its... It was no longer going straight going, up vertical, and the plane was moving even just so subtly at a turn. There was so much going on, and maybe this rocket just has a crap-ass engine, or uh, it's not an engine. Uh, the name's escaping me. That it was just this perfect storm of making the most bizarre-looking thing. Yeah. That's probably what happened, and I hate saying it because I did like that few minutes i don't know i had where i was like it's oh my god so spectacular and again i understand that what you're saying is more or less likely the story and because it could be like you know military or whatever they wouldn't tell us if they're doing that stuff but why would they be doing it near a commercial airline and exactly. a commercial that, I, that's the a part common, that a very, part weirds me out very common commercial airline uh passage so it's not just you know what I mean? Like, and I would, but it's not like a personal jet or something like going in different directions. I agree. But yeah. So part of me thinks that this was some, some covert top secret, some government, I'm not saying the U S government because this yeah, yeah, didn't, yeah. this story didn't take off and there might be a reason. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, here we are. We're like, guys, <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, at the very least, I just recommend you guys watch the video and just watch it and have fun with it. Either think it's nothing or think it's something, but it's fun to watch because, like, if it's nothing supernatural, it is an incredible looking video. I think it's video. so worth more than watch. Just, I mean, it's, it's one totally of the cooler ones I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. So, if there's anything to be captured on such a high quality instrument that exists to these days, like I said, like, you know how usually you're like, no, where, ne- no Nessie. <laughs> where did they find this camera from 1991? And still cover it. In 2020. It, and still like, cover yeah. it in Vaseline before and they shot. someone's head always gets in the way anyway. You're yeah. like, hold on. And so anyway, no, like this one is pretty. Pretty awesome. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So that's it. That's that's the episode encounter, counter, counter, counter. Ooh, you're getting more subtle with it. I think well, you're I'm getting try- better. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my uh, voice acting career off the ground. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure. Who doesn't want to hear this glorious voice? I think I just I'm thought you're going to get poached. I think I'm a shoe in for the next Disney princess. Aww. <laughs> it's like when you said you were the other Fanta girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was totally the other Fanta girl. I just remember that joke. Oh, my God. It makes me laugh. <laughs> that, was like the, that was like the cheese flavored Fanta. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, so we are on cocktail number two. 
I really want to thank you guys for joining us again. We said it last time, but we're just to reiterate in case you missed the last episode. We are now available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and the Captivate feed. But if there's any service that you guys would like us on, let us know. We'll see what we can do just to make it easier on you guys. If you're going to take the time to listen to us, the least we can do is try to make it easier on you. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, if you want to reach out to us, our email address is HOTW at gmail. <laughs> God damn it. I'll get it right one day. H-O-T-W podcast at gmail.com. So that is kind of our, you know, just in case you guys want to reach out and let us know anything, especially if you guys want to hear something, you're like, hey, you guys have done so many of these type of episodes. It'd be really cool if you did this or like whatever. Oh, but real quick, I did want to mention something because I, I feel like we never really talked about it before, where our name came from. I think someone mentioned to me like saying, so why did you say, or why'd you call it Hair of the Werewolf? And I'm like, oh man. It might be too obvious, obvious to us it's and It's not obvious to, others, to yeah. us and I think it might be obvious to some friends uh, that we've talked to, to about it or when we mentioned they're like, oh yeah, it's like blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's kind of like Hair of the Dog. Which, yeah, which is what our good friend George in our yeah. college days would say when you're hungover. is be like, hair the dog. Like, have a beer to get rid of your hangover. Exactly. And so I would be like, oh, okay, this works. And then you quickly realize that it does not work. No, it doesn't. And then you never do it again. Ugh. But the the saying is still ingrained. I think it's kind of like the I think how everyone, you deal with the morning after. I think everyone may or may not have heard this at some point, obviously. And so I thought it was funny to say hair of the werewolf because the way I deal with hangovers and now you do too as well, is that we watch horror movies. <laughs> but it, that is our hair of the dog. That is our hair dog. We we uh, nurse it by watching other people in misery. And also, in addition to that, since like when I came up with a name, I was trying to find things that were that worked in multiple ways, and in my head it did, and I thought it was really fun that it kind of felt like it was like a witch's brew ingredient, like <laughs> hair of the werewolf, uh, wing of a bat. I have newt. The I am Newt, something, Dead Man's Toe. So, Dead Man's Toe. <laughs> Dead Man's Toe. toe. Looking so, at you, Olivia. Looking at <laughs> Oh, just so cute. Um, it's just a, one of those things that I was like, oh, it fits like in a potion. It cures when I'm sad. You know, all these things. It's uh, So hopefully that makes a lot of sense to you guys. It, it made sense to me. If not, I just rambled on. And, and, <laughs> and if, if you still don't like it, well, tough. <laughs> well, tough. Cause I'm gonna keep doing it. Watch <laughs> me, watch me do it. I already registered it with the Secretary of State. It's yeah. done. We paid money. We got like websites and email addresses. That's a lot of effort. Actually, you know what it was. <laughs> it actually is more effort than it should have been. It would have been. Anyway, I really, really, really glad that you guys joined us today because I thought it was fun. There was more ghost stories and there was actual cl- crisp video crisp 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 possible ufo video (laughs) i would say ufo i'm just gonna go with it now anyway i really appreciate you guys joining in and hanging out with us because that's just what i wish we could do all the time and so with that said best cure for a hangover is fear later bye